Welcome to the Made Up Savannah podcast. I'm your host, Dee Daniels. Made Up Savannah is a creative production of Corcoran Austin Hill Realty, serving Savannah since 1978. And the Made Up Savannah podcast is brought to you by Savoy Society, colleagues and lovers, and the Savannah Cabaret. Who's looking for a fun night out? I'm always raising my hand for that. It's about that time of year when we'll have some family coming into town. And of course, you want to entertain them with something new and totally fun. Well, we have just the thing. Savannah's best live music and theater experience. It's Savannah Cabaret. And you're in luck. Tickets are now on sale for the production of Mel Brooks' Young Frankenstein at savannahcabaret.com. Tickets are on sale, savannahcabaret.com. This production is going to be everything, but you need to reserve your tickets because they will sell fast. I promise you that. The show runs April 18th through May 5th. Go ahead and get your tickets now before they sell out. Based on the classic 1974 movie, it's the hilarious show that tells the story of Dr. Frankenstein's grandson, Frederick, who is struggling to create his own legacy separate from his family's name. It's going to be a monstrous good time on Jefferson Street in historic Savannah. A fabulous cast and a laugh out loud great time, but only if you have tickets. SavannahCabaret.com. And later this year, we've got time-traveling drag queens in the 1960s, maybe a little case of the cabaret killer. Doesn't that sound fun? Go get your tickets at SavannahCabaret.com. That's SavannahCabaret.com. And I am so excited to introduce you to my very next guest. Um, She might be pint size, but she is huge. And I'm talking about huge in the brain, huge in the heart. And her name is Lydia Clever, nine years old. And Lydia, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you very much. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited you're here. And yes, you heard me right. She is nine years old and she is all the things. Um, And she told me I could call her Liddy too. So, um, and I'll tell you why, because uh, Liddy has a nonprofit called Save Sea Life with Liddy. And she is all about ocean conservation, awareness, uh, cleaning up our beaches, educating people on all the things. And I, I can just tell you have such a heart for that. Tell me how that started for you. When did you start to fall in love with ocean life and beach life and, and marine life? When did that start for you? So um, part of the reason is my mom, because when I was little, like a baby, I always had ocean stuff. So I just always loved the ocean. And when we moved here to Savannah, we moved here about four years ago. I just figured I could inspire other people to help protect it and love it, too. And you obviously do. I mean, I I look at your social media and you're constantly educating people uh, at this this young age. I mean, I I feel like, you know, so much more than the rest of us know about um, ocean life. And and I'd love to learn a little bit from you while you're here. Yeah. Um, You also have a book, which I'm super excited about. The book is called Wave, A Sea Turtle Story. Now, is Wave the name of the turtle? Yes, it is. Okay, and 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 I know you don't want to give all of it away because we do want folks to go buy the book, but tell us a little bit about what the book is about. So the book is about a um, baby sea turtle who hasn't, who's the last um, baby sea turtle in the nest, 
and she faces a few challenges to get to the ocean. Yeah. And so what generally happens, and if, and if you want to tell everybody a little bit about what happens, is when the, the, the turtles are ha- hatching eggs and all of that, they do that a little bit away from the water. Mm-hmm. And then when they actually hatch, the little hatchlings come out and all of that. Then at some point, they're trying to get back in the water, yes. which is why it's so important for us to not really mess with them in that process, yeah. right? Um, so sea turtles, like baby sea turtles usually hatch at night. So the way they find their way to the ocean is actually by the moon because it's usually over the water. So they follow that to get to the ocean. And it's also really confusing if you have like white lights at night for baby sea turtles because they think that's the moon and follow that. Mm. So that's why some baby sea turtles end up on the road because of like lamp lights. And on Tybee, they actually have lamp lights um, shields so it doesn't go onto the beach and confuse them. That's really smart. Yeah. And then that's that's one of the reasons you might see some signs when you go to the beach that say, you know, at night, don't shine your your flashlight on your phone and yeah. that sort of thing, because you could really confuse them, I, I guess. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So a really great alternative instead of a flashlight would be a red flashlight, because that wouldn't confuse the turtle at all. Mm. They that just fall sense. like white lights. Right, right. That makes sense. Yeah. I love your book. I, I, it's so, it's so informative, and you know, I, it's got some great. It, it's a great story, but it's also got some great facts uh, in here as well. And you know, for example, all species of turtles, sea turtles, are endangered. Yeah. I don't know if everybody knows that. Yeah. So all species of sea turtles are endangered because of, like plastic ingestion or like them getting washed up and not being able to get back to the ocean or like baby sea turtles like getting eaten by birds only one in a hundred baby sea turtles make it to adulthood wow yeah that's crazy. Yeah. That, I mean, and it's another reason for us to be so careful, right? Mm-hmm. Um, something I learned when I was on your Instagram, and I want to invite everybody to go check it out because you do some great videos, uh, Save Sea Life with Liddy on Instagram. But something I learned, and I'd love for you to tell me the story, that sea turtles actually have belly buttons? Yes. So um, I attended a sea turtle nest excavation on Tybee Island, and it was actually the inspiration for me to write my book, Wave, but there was a straggler left in the nest, so uh, the sea turtle patrol had to come and get it, and then she, then they like rotated it all around, and on its belly, we saw a little tiny hole as its belly button. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> That's just crazy. Um, and, and it was a good reminder, too, that you said in the video, um, you know, the only people that can really handle sea turtles are those who are trained to do yes. that. We're not supposed to pick them up and, yeah. and mess with them, right? Because even if we don't know it, they're so tiny and so delicate that we might accidentally hurt them. Mm, so true. So very true. And, you know, a good reminder for folks, you know, when you're going out to the beach, whether it's Tybee or anywhere else, uh, you know, make sure you watch your speed because, yeah. you know, sometimes the turtles are trying to cross the road, yeah. you know, and trying to get to water. And I'm sure you see a lot of that sort of thing out on Tybee, Absolutely. too. Yeah. So you have so many favorites that I, I want to learn about. Um, and something that a lot of people might have heard about, especially recently, is the right whale. Yes. Um, tell us about the right whale. This is a, also an endangered species. Mm-hmm. Yes. So right whales come to Tybee to give birth to their, to their um, young 
but they're endangered because of boat strikes, entanglement, and other human interactions with them. And they, like, wash up and they die because of humans. So it's really, really sad. Yeah. And if you see a picture or a video, you might be surprised. They're they're huge. Yeah, they're really, really big. Yeah. Actually, in the Marine Science Center, they're installing a... Um, a head of a right whale. That's right. I can't wait to see it. Uh, yeah, you know, it's going to be so exciting. I know they've been working on it for so long. Um, yeah. Smoke, I believe, is the, mm-hmm, smoky. the right whales. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's so exciting. And I know that a lot of folks, like I said, might have heard about the right whale and how important it is to support legislation yeah. um, and the policies that are helping give us guidelines for speed for, yeah. the, for the vessels for the in the water, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so the right whale, uh, obviously quite a big deal. Um, something else I learned about from you that I, I'd love to know more about is the vaquita. What, what is that? So the vaquita is a small por- porpoise. It's like a dolphin, but just very, very, very tiny and very, very, very cute. And there, there's only 10 of them left and they're only in California, um, and the, it's because the, of the illegal trade of totoba fish. They get caught into the nets when they're fishing for the totoba fish. I, I look at her and I wonder what I've done with my life. I mean, th- I mean, seriously, this is just <laughs> she's, you're blowing my mind. This is this is phenomenal. Um, yeah, that's amazing. And and you know, I I think it's it's really interesting that I I know you have a heart to teach other kids. Yes, to have the same sort of passion that you have. Why is that so important to you to reach out to kids your age and younger and a little bit older to say, hey, you can get involved? So if we can teach kids to help protect the ocean while they're little, then they can they can help like prevent the problems before they even get started. And they can help teach a lot of other people to help prevent them, too. One of the ways that you're teaching people how to do that is you're doing a lot of beach cleanups. Yes. And and I mean, that sounds like that's something you've been doing for a long time. I think I, I read uh, in an article one time that your your mom said you guys can't go on a on a leisurely walk anymore without no. picking up trash all yeah. the time. It's just part of your daily routine. Mm-hmm. So how did you get started on the beach cleanups? So, um, I noticed that there was a problem. There was so much trash when we always went to the beach and I wondered what happened to it. So I did a little bit of research and I found out that it really hurts the animals. So I wanted to prevent that from happening. So I started picking up any of the trash that I would see. Like when my mom would go on photo sessions, I would come with her to the beach and pick up all around the trash all around the pier and around the dunes and like on the walkway and stuff so that animals didn't get hurt. And now you're inviting other people to come do it with you, right? Yes. So um, the more people we have, the more area we can clean and the um, more creatures we can protect. Absolutely. You know, and and I don't think a lot of people understand how quickly that trash can get into the water. Yeah. You know, and you think about um, fishing line that might be hanging around and if an animal gets caught up in that, you know, they might not survive that. They yeah. are, they might carry it around with them for a long time and, and years and years. So it's so important to do that. 
Um, you had the opportunity to do it with some groups too. I, didn't you have, was it the Girl Scouts that I saw? Yeah. That, uh, they weren't even from here, were they? No, they were from Ohio. So they came down here on a trip and I got to do a forest cleanup with them. So we went on a little trail into the woods and we cleaned up all of the trash that we saw. And there was like plastic bags, there was bottles, there was all kinds of trash. Mm, that's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. But they, they I'm sure they were very excited to, yeah. to get involved and, and do it as well and, and do it at a different location. And yeah, I, yeah that's just so much fun. Um, so one of the other things that you've been able to do is take your book and go and actually read to uh, different kids as well. You want to talk a little bit about where you've been and of how course. exciting that is? So I've been to five schools to read my book. And it was really cool that, because I got to see how different age levels reacted to, like, my book and the things that I said. And they were all really excited about protecting the ocean. And one class, I actually, they actually wrote me thank you letters and Aww. they mail, mailed them to me. And it was really, really, really sweet. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Do you remember what age level was your, you got your best reaction from? Do you remember? Like, was it really young kids or who had the best reaction of your book? Probably like second graders, I think. Nice. Nice. That's a good Because they're old enough to understand exactly. it, but not too old to be shy about exactly. it. Exactly. Exactly. You got them excited. They're learning a little bit. Yeah. I like that. Um, I, and I would imagine you would love to go read to any age group, right? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody wants to learn about all of this stuff. No doubt about it. So some other cool things that you do. T tell me what these are. Um, sustainable Saturdays. Mm -hmm. What do you do on Sustainable Saturdays? So... I make videos that are called Sustainable Saturdays on Saturdays to teach people about being sustainable and having like sustainable swaps instead of plastic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a that's a fantastic idea. I, I remember watching one of your videos talking about um, how important it is to maybe use a, a reusable um, cup instead of, mm -hmm. you know, using plastic or, you know, yeah. something that you can wash. You also did such a great... Um, a post about takeout food, mm -hmm. you know, from certain restaurants, because I would imagine you probably see a lot of that, unfortunately, yeah. out on the beach yeah, that there's people throw away. Yeah, there's always like styrofoam containers. There's always like um, cu plastic cutlery. There's napkins. There's tons of like food related items. The yeah. Beach. yeah, absolutely. Um, so we can be better about that. Yes, no absolutely. doubt about that. And then talk to me about Sea Life Sundays. So Sea Life Sundays are about educating people about the um, sea animals and how like ways we can help protect them and why they're so important to our earth. Absolutely. Uh, another uh, big thing for you, I mean, obviously you're working all year round, right? I mm -hmm. mean, but I'm, I'm sure that you love big, uh, you know, things that come up like the uh, the sea turtle season and there's yes. a season for that. That's probably an exciting time for you. Mm -hmm. uh, Earth Day, I would imagine. Yes, I love Earth Day. Yeah. What do you do? Do you do anything special on, on Earth Day? So we always do a big cleanup around Earth Day to like um, get rid of all of the trash that's on the beach to try to get rid of all the trash that's on the beach to help protect the animals. Mm -hmm, I bet. And then um, for the sea turtle season, I also go around when I see like 
holes in the sand, I fill them in because if not, the sea turtle will like see baby sea turtles will cr accidentally crawl into the hole and then they won't have enough energy to crawl back out and make it to the ocean. Mm, that that is so important. I'm so glad you brought that up. Um, you were like a little library just walking <laughs> around. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, one thing that we see a lot here in coastal Georgia is bottlenose dolphins. Yes. Is that one of your favorites? It's, yeah. Tell me your experience with seeing any of those. So... Bottlenose dolphins are one of my favorites because we see them playing and swimming in the waves a lot on Tybee. And it's really, really cool to see how like playful they are and how like childlike they are um, because they do play like humans do. And, and they communicate in an interesting way, too. Yeah. So they they make clicks um, and they also use echolocation to find things or to go hunting and stuff like that. Yeah. I, 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 I sometimes I feel like we should all try to click at each other instead of, <laughs> instead of talk. It might, it might go better. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> it might go better. Um, well, I want to remind everybody to go uh, and find Save Sea Life with Liddy um, on Instagram and on Facebook. Also, the book is called Wave, A Sea Turtle Story. And it is a great book. This, this is a book that will teach and warm your heart all at the same time. Um, I also want to invite folks to uh, be a part of a beach cleanup because yes. that would be a lot of fun. Tell me this uh, before we, we close off, Liddy. What, when, when you think about the ocean and the future and, you know, you think about what, what life might be like in five years from now and 10 years from now, what's your biggest hope for, for all of that? Well, I hope that people don't give up hope and keep trying, keep trying to like make a difference in the world. And I hope they always remember that no act is too small and you're never too young to make a big difference. Mm, I love that. I absolutely love that. Well, you've taught me many things already, um, and I hope that you'll come back and be on the show again. Of course, I would love to. This has been fun. Thank you. Thank you. Well, if you're looking for a cool spot to go, how about Habersham Village colleagues and lovers? Have you checked them out yet? Now, I got to tell you, if you love like theme nights and really, really great cocktails and really fantastic, well thought out food, this is the place to go. Colleagues and lovers, Habersham Village. They've got so many cool theme nights. Now go to their Facebook or go to their Instagram to check out uh, what's going on and what theme nights they're doing. But they've got a pizza night that is phenomenal. Uh, they've got steak night. You can even make a reservation for that if you want to be fancy. They are now serving lunch and yes, my friends, brunch on Saturday and Sunday. But check this out, Friday, Saturday and Sunday from 11 to 3. You can go to Colleagues and Lovers in Habersham Village and get a fabulous lunch. Let's talk about the salads. Balsamic beet salad, a chef salad, and of course they've got pasta at Colleagues and Lovers. But check this out, brunch on Saturday and Sunday. Take your friends, make a date, you're gonna love it. Colleagues and Lovers. This season, we're so proud to partner up with a trendsetter and a trend breaker in Savannah's historic district, the incomparable bar and restaurant that hits all the marks and sits right at 102 East Liberty Street. I'm talking about Savoy Society. You know, we fell in love with this downtown hotspot well before we even moved here, and it's captured our hearts even more as locals. Now, it's my favorite spot to grab a lemon drop martini. Mm-hmm. 
hands down, best place to get a lemon drop martini. And I even like to try something new on occasion, like a sourdough flatbread, a slider, maybe even a new cocktail if I'm living dangerously. But don't even get me started on Megusta Mondays and the hot honey margarita, because once I tried that, mmm. Savoy Society, seriously, you had me at vinyl and wicker. The long bar, the cozy sofas, oh, and the pickled deviled eggs, and the mini hot dogs with the tots. It's a whole vibe. If you Google it, you'll see the popular opinion is the bartenders are just lovely. That's an understatement. They're really genuinely amazing. Stop by Savoy and tell them you heard about them on the Made of Savannah podcast. Savoy Society Sav, S-A-V, if you're looking for them on Instagram. Also, SavoySociety.com. Check out the full menu. You know, some people have a dream home. Some people have 10 dreams about buying property in 10 different places. At Cork and Austin Hill Realty, we always want you to live who you are, wherever and whatever that dream looks like. You hear businesses talking sometimes about how long they have served a city. But do you ever stop and wonder if they mean that's how long they've been in business there? Or do they really mean that's how long they've served that community? Cork and Austin Hill Realty truly serve Savannah. Yes, I mean the region, but I really mean the people, the history, the business developers, the nonprofits, all communities, all backgrounds, the buyers, the sellers, the investors, the mom and pop shop owners, the first time home seekers, the young, the matured, and we've been doing it serving you since 1978. Cork and Austin Hill Realty sits beautifully at the corner of Liberty and Bull Streets in historic Savannah, home of the Made of Savannah podcast studios and home to a huge group of people ready to serve you. 251 Bull Street, Savannah. Stop in, ask questions, see local artists at Location Gallery, and check out available listings at CorcoranAHR.com. Thanks for listening to the Made of Savannah podcast. Do us a favor, write us a review, give us a rating. Make sure you subscribe or follow the podcast and share this podcast with someone you know. Follow us on Instagram at Made of Savannah and a huge thanks to our sponsors, Savoy Society, colleagues and lovers, and the fabulous Savannah Cabaret. If you or someone you know has a great Savannah story to tell, be sure to get in touch with us. We would love to hear it. The welcome mat is always out.